guys uh friday may 19th 2023 wow oh wow um coming into a new morning uh yesterday so i recorded early relatively early yesterday um a little bit before I had to go to a doctor's appointment, I was a little bit nervous about it. It was my initial appointment. And then from there, I um, came home, had in and out relaxed, um, ended up falling asleep from like one forty something um, to like about 3.20 p.m. or something, which was not in the plan. And then I woke up and I had a little bit of, um, of, uh, I was letting a bug out of the car. I had a little bit of, um, like C4 in a bottle, uh, cause after the doctor's appointment, I had planned to possibly go to the gym right after, but I know I had just like a snack for breakfast. So I was like, you know what? Let me actually get, like, some actual food because I, you know, I didn't really have, um, you know, that much that I really wanted to do, um, you know, as far as, like, making a lot of food, um, but I'm kind of guessing, you know, it's possible, so basically, um, you know, when I had a little bit of C4, I was like, it's probably not going to do much. But it did kind of kick up my energy a little bit. Um, and then I started to worry. I was like, oh, no, this is late because it was after 3 p.m. And I was like, this is too late to be doing this. I'm going to, I'm not going to, uh, you know, this isn't going to work out too well, you know. Because, um, you know, I felt like you know, it's too early to be doing this and, you know, um, or too late to be doing this and, uh, not early, but too late. Um, I try not to have any caffeine afternoon. Uh, but I don't, I've just been so tired lately anyways. I was like, maybe I'll just go to bed anyways. Um, uh, but I was like, well, I need to get my energy up. Cause I woke up ultra groggy yesterday afternoon and I don't know where that came from you know, and I was tired because, you know, I haven't been sleeping too good anyways. Um, and so I was like, well, whatever, like I needed the rest. Like there's no way I could have come home and gotten straight to work on, you know, my professional profile and all this other stuff I was going to try to do yesterday and like work out and everything. I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do all that because I had like no energy. Um, the doctor's appointment was a little bit draining. I didn't know what to expect. Um, I thought I was just going to go in and ask for some referrals or something. And then, you know, they ended up doing some blood draws and, you know, checking blood pressure and weight and height and all these other things. And, you know, so all that was being checked. Um, and it took a while for them to check me in. Um, there was something wrong with the computer initially when they checked me in. 
So it took about 15 minutes to check in or maybe 11 minutes or something. I got there maybe nine minutes early and it was maybe my appointment was at 10 and I think by maybe 10, 11 or 10, 15, um, they had me checked in and I was sitting in the lobby of the other, uh, space waiting. Um, and I got through maybe one short song and into another cause I was listening to music on my phone and they called me in already. So I was like, okay, so really the wait isn't even 30 minutes. Like it, it wasn't that long. And the appointment was maybe a little over an hour total. Well, if I count that I got there at like 9.51 a.m. to try to start the check-in process, I left probably around 11, I don't know what time it was. Let's call it like 11.09 or something like that. Like it wasn't, so it was like a little over an hour, but it wasn't like excessive. Like I wasn't waiting in the lobby for like an hour. I thought I was going to wait for like an hour. I didn't even wait for like... 30 minutes really so you know but it wasn't like quick quick but it wasn't like I wasn't at a point where I was getting frustrated or like looking at my clock and like like I wasn't even like jamming on my music yet but like you know I don't I don't really like that when I go in places they always have the news playing I hate the news so much so I always kind of bring headphones with me so I can just like pop in my headphones and not have to listen to kind of what's going on um just because it's distressing, like, it's all these disturbing stories about things that, like, I don't need any of this information in my life, like, like, some of it's important, of course, but it's, like, why do I need to know about all the killings and shootings and, you know, trauma going on in the world, like, what benefit does that have to me, like, what's going on in, like, South Carolina or Ohio or, like, some other random place or, like, how does that benefit my day to, like, know all this negative information, you know, so I kind of just tune it out like I feel like some of the stuff is important when it comes to like you know maybe what's going on with the economy or the job market or like stuff that's gonna like immediately be affecting or like you know if there's some other political things going on with other countries like it's good to know of course I'm not saying like it's super wise to be completely unaware but it's like I don't I wish that I could just hear the the important stuff and not have to well the stuff that's important to me and not have to hear all the stuff that like like, I don't want to hear who got robbed and all this other stuff. Like, why do I need to know all that information? Like, it's just drama to me. It's like, there's really no benefit to me. It just stresses me out. It's like, you know, so I, I really try not to hear it. Um, But it's everywhere. Like, they have it in waiting rooms. They have it at, you know, airports. Even sometimes when you go pump your gas. Like, there's all kinds of stuff going on that, like, I purposely try to tune this stuff out, and so it's hard to, like, go out, you know, to places where, like, that's the norm. Like, people want to know this stuff. This is, like, this is, like, the default. People want to know all these, like, random pieces of information, even if it's negative. And me, I purposely try to not, like, absorb all of that because it affects me negatively, and, you know, I'm pretty sensitive to it. And so it is kind of hard to have, like, that kind of stuff going on online all the time or just hearing it all the time and everything so um I was glad that I brought my headphones with me and I was glad that it didn't take too long but I didn't know what to expect nobody told me what they were doing exactly and they didn't do a full physical but they asked me all the 
you know, the PHQ-9 questions and the gender and sexuality questions and a lot of other types of questions and just generally about my health and what my, I don't know what it's called, but like presenting problem and like the reason why I'm coming in and all this kind of stuff. And then they drew blood and all this stuff. They got like four vials and, you know, they always have trouble finding a vein, but they had some difficulty with that. And like, you know, they didn't seem like super concerned, but I'm I'm mostly concerned about how my energy is just off, you know, it's like, you know, and so I got through that appointment and by the time I was done with that and done eating, you know, cause I had in and out and it was a pretty big meal. I kind of just wanted to like relax, you know, like I was like, I kind of just want to do my own thing now. Um, and so I went to go relax and, and, you know, uh, I've been having these like afternoon kind of like rest periods. Cause I was like, I'm still on a break, you know, I'm still, working on my mental health, I'm still doing all these things, you know, like, I haven't completely stopped doing that, I feel like I'm not fully healed or better yet, you know, but I'm like, I need to get to work, and I need to be doing stuff, like, it's not that I'm ready so much, it's just that I, I've kind of got to force it at this point, uh, I feel like I'm okay enough to try, but even, like, seeing how it was studying for that exam, and taking the exam, like, I, I definitely have a lot going on, like, and when I have high stress, you know, I, I think, I think I'm not abnormal with this, but when I have high stress levels going on, you know, my memory is affected, my sleep is affected, my appetite's affected, like, I'm just, you know, my energy in general, and just, like, I, I isolate more, and just, I'm so much more affected, uh, by it, and, you know, I wish I kind of had, um, some better kind of outlets for things, like, right now, I'm kind of just focused on myself, and, trying to work out and stuff and that's kind of the only thing that I try to do and so you know when I got into you know I, I had dinner I ordered some food around four or something three fifty something p.m. it got to me around four forty-five or so when I started like eating I ate this small meal from sprouts it was like salmon with some cauliflower rice and a little bit of like you know grilled um brussels sprouts and i'm starting to think you know this morning i'm starting to think you know it's possible that the stuff i'm eating isn't maybe enough food like i don't think i'm losing a lot of weight i'm not trying to like restrict my diet it's nothing like that i'm just trying to be careful with what i eat and i feel like the portion sizes for those meals it's kind of like a snack like it's not that good of food like a good portion meal it doesn't have any carbs, um, I don't think, um, yeah, and it's just, I feel like I'm hungry after a little bit, and I'm like, you know, that's gotta be affecting me the next day, um, but it was enough to, like, get in food to have a workout, but if I think of what I ate yesterday, I didn't eat that much, I had, like, two boiled eggs and a, and a cutie for breakfast, um, and then I had a double-double combo for lunch from In-N-Out. Then I had that, I had half of a, half of a perfect bar with that, uh, for, uh, the dessert of my supper that was, like, that piece of salmon and the Brussels sprouts and the cauliflower rice. And then I had a, you know, after I got a little bit of exercise, I did some yoga, I did some, you know, uh, 
mostly like squats and like curls and then I had a protein shake um that I had prepared a little earlier uh just to get myself ready to work out and stuff so I had that protein shake um I don't know if that's enough calories you know and like or maybe I'm not hydrating properly either and that's probably contributing to my mood being weird too because it's like you know I woke up I you know like last night I I started you know working on my professional profile for this course because uh, I'm done with the course and just starting to get into the job applying process and you know um so I did most of it up until the point where I have to put in like some audio responses to some questions uh as part of this uh resume and everything like uh I set up a Calendly link I set up you know I made I'm gonna put all the stuff on my LinkedIn and link my LinkedIn to my you know my LinkedIn and my Calendly and all these things to my certificate I think you can write some stuff on the certificate and then post my certificate on LinkedIn and all this stuff. I'm trying to do the whole process that they recommend that they show us how to do. So I'm trying to do all that. And so I, I worked on this until like 930 last night after exercising and eating and everything. And then, you know, I took some melatonin, like only like three milligrams or so and smoked a bowl of indica. Um which, you know, I don't have full freedom to just go smoke when I want or whatever. Like I have one more gummy of melatonin left and then I can't really smoke easily because it's like, you know, that stuff is strong and it drifts into the house. And, you know, so I was like, let me see if this works for my sleep. And once the mellow, it kind of mellowed me out a little, a little bit. Um, but you know because of the c4 from earlier my i was getting these little like i don't know what it's called some people say it's from the beta alanine i don't know if it's from something else but i do notice this occurring every now and then when i have um like c4 kind of like in my system so i had it in my system uh still like there's no way it was out of my system completely and my legs started getting this little like it's normal like my legs my neck different areas on my face just every now and then it feels like I don't know how to describe it it's almost like it's like an itch or like a it's almost like you know when something touches you like a hair or something and you can kind of feel it but like lightly it's like something almost similar to that like something like a hair that touches you um but then, like, it doesn't just, like, go away. Like, the sensation doesn't just go away. Like, you have to, like, scratch it or something. And then it goes away. So, like, um, it it happens, like, on different, like, various areas of my body. Like, primarily, like, legs, arms, a little bit on my face. I don't know if it has anything to do with, like, exposure to, like, air. Um, but it's not, like, constant. Like, I'm not, like, scratching all over or anything. But it's, like... When you're trying to rest and sleep, it's like you have to keep like, you know, kind of like swiping on your face and your leg or like whatever, like every so often. And it's like I notice that happens um, when I'm kind of, you know, when I have C4 in my system and maybe it happens when I'm up and about. But I notice it more when I'm trying to like rest because like I'm not doing anything 
but trying to relax. And so, of course, those little things get, like, irritating like that. And so that was kind of happening for a little while. But then after a while, it kind of went away. Um, And I was up, you know, I was doing, like, this whole self-care routine. I was like, okay, I'm going to make sure that I'm, you know, lights out around 10 p.m., uh, try to sleep around 10.30. And about 10.15, 10.30, I could have gone to sleep. I was getting tired enough that I was, like, drowsy and wanted to go to sleep. But I also felt like I didn't have enough free time today, you know? Like, I didn't have enough free time yesterday. And so I was like, let me just stay up a little longer. I don't know how late I stayed up. I didn't check the clock or anything, but I was up a little later. Uh, up until the point where one of my parents was, like, getting up, like, locking the doors and stuff. And they stay up late. Um, so it was at least 11 or 12. And then I woke up this morning pretty early, but then I dozed right back off to sleep. I was like, I'm not getting up. Uh, but I try to get up before my family because, you know, I like to get some food in me, maybe some coffee or something like that. Uh, but some food in me and all kinds of other stuff just so I can kind of get going, you know. And, um, um, yeah, I um, was really not feeling good at all, you know. Like, I was grumpy and irritable. But I was like, okay, it's like almost 8 a.m. So they were up late. So I was like, well, maybe no one will be up this morning. So I was getting up, about to make breakfast. And here comes my mom, you know, and she's trying to, like, talk to me. So I just, like, you know, exit the kitchen real quick and just kind of, like, go to my room and get my headphones and put on, like, some of Ken Coleman's podcast or something. And I was just like, whatever. Like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to listen to anybody. Like... For me, it's kind of like, I like my mornings. I just like my space. I had initially, I, before I went to sleep last night, I had planned out my morning of what I was going to do. Um, and I initially was going to wake up earlier and record some podcasts and have some coffee, kind of like what I do a lot of other mornings. Like that's kind of what I wanted to do. Uh, but I was tired this morning. And so I was like, you know, but, but I do push to try to get up before eight because usually it's like, you know, once it's eight o'clock, you know, my mom gets up and she's playing games on her phone in the living room and talking to me and like all this kind of stuff. And I really just, I just, to be honest, like, I mean, I don't hate my parents. It's nothing like that. I'm just not into it. Like, I don't want to talk to anybody in the mornings. Like I'm not trying to have somebody disrupt my own head. I don't really want to interact. Um, and so, you know, and I feel like they kind of get it, but at the same time, like they don't get it enough to completely leave me alone. Like they're still going to say good morning. They're still going to start. Like she was telling me about whatever grocery she got yesterday and all this stuff. And I'm just kind of like, well, I have my own groceries and I kind of just like, don't care. Like, I just don't want to talk, you know? So I just don't say anything. Cause it's like, I feel like, I don't know that. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong on this, but I feel like I shouldn't be obligated to talk to people if I don't feel like it. And I already know I'm in a grumpy mood, so, like, every time I try to say something, if it's coming out of my mouth, it's going to sound rude or grumpy or grouchy. And I'd rather just not do that to people, but it's like, well, if you're going to keep talking to me and then I have to talk to you, it's not going to be too nice. So it's kind of like, whatever, you're going to get what you're going to get if you're going to be talking to me first thing in the morning when I don't want to talk. Um... I'm either going to completely ignore the situation or talk 
talk to you, but it's not going to be kind and polite because I just don't have it in me, you know, but I mean, you know, so I'm kind of like not too sure what's going on. Um, it's not too clear to me. Um, I don't feel like I'm not eating well, like my weight is kind of maintained, uh, but my energy is just really weird. Like the, the, the grumpiness I experienced this morning was like, whoa, like that was not expected. Um, but I think it's probably because of the C4. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say maybe the C4 makes it so I'm not fully rested. Um, I really don't know what it is. I'm just speculating it's possible that the C4 makes it so that, you know, maybe my sleep cycle isn't like a normal one. Um, I don't think I dreamt at all last night. If I did, I completely forgot. I did dream in the afternoon. I dreamt a lot in the afternoon when I was like napping. Um, but I don't think I dreamt last night. And so I don't really know what it is. And some of the food I ordered, so I tried to, I tried to get that Four Sigmatic coffee again. Um, I ordered one yerba mate, um, one glass bottle of the yerba mate. Um, it's, uh, what is it? What kind is it? It's the Terre mint or whatever. I wanted the unsweetened one cause I'm trying to do without sugars and sweeteners and all that, but they didn't have it. Um, Sprouts almost has nothing nowadays. Like you never know what you're going to get. So, yeah, I, I tried to order the Four Sigmatic coffee, and I took a photo of the one that they actually gave me. It's a different item, and I thought it was coffee. I wasn't really paying attention, and it's not a problem. I mean, I, I want to try it, but I ex- I ordered, you know, the Yerba Mate because I'm like, I know Yerba Mate. I know how that works for me. Um, so that'll get me past at least a couple days. Um, but yeah, I'm just not, I'm just not too sure. Um, I'm really just not too sure. Like what's up? Um, so it's called Vita cup shroom fuel and it says it's a coffee alternative it gives you three grams or 0.11 ounces of a mix. It's called, it says mushroom drink mix. And it comes in these little, um, single packets. It feels like there's almost nothing in there. Like there's a lot of air in there and you can shake it and kind of hear something, but it's like, there's really not, it's, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of the powder in there. It says it has mushrooms. So I think it has cacao. It says, sorry, I think it has lion's mane mushroom, but it has, it says mushrooms, cacao, maca root. I don't know if it's pronounced maca, um, B vitamins. And so it has that in there. It has that stuff in there. Um, but it doesn't have any coffee. And when I looked at it, I was like, okay, it almost looks like the same colors as four sigmatic. Cause it has like the brown and the orange and all that. So I think they're kind of trying to like mimic it but it doesn't have any coffee in there it has a bunch of different types of b vitamins so i had that first before i started eating this morning and i just made oats because i was just like i just want to get in and out of the kitchen i made too much oats like i'm sometimes i'm just not in the mood to eat oats but i didn't want to cook and 
had people talking to me, so I just threw some oats in the in the microwave. Uh, heated up some plain oats, and it was basically, you know, plain oats with some cinnamon, and um, I chopped up some uh, strawberries, and that's all it really was, plain oats, cinnamon, strawberries, and um, a little bit of, I don't know what kind of milk, like oat milk or almond milk or whatever. I think it's oat milk. I don't know what it is, honestly. It's something that I have in the in the in the fridge, but I don't know exactly what it is, like what type it is. Um, so that's what I ate, um, and it kind of got my energy up a like I felt maybe like a notch better, but still kind of like I just want to be alone, you know. And you know, I I got a call yesterday evening about um about my uh doctor's appointment that they need me to reschedule for some reason or another uh they were saying something about like the they need to redo the blood draw or something like either they didn't get enough or they I don't know like they told me if they found something they would tell me right away but I was like a little worried like I didn't hear this message till like after five and so when I tried to call back they were closed but they called me at like four something p.m and I was like dang I wish I would have known because I could have tried to go back before they closed but they called me at like four something p.m and they're like they need to do it again um and then yeah after that yes after that yesterday evening I tried to call the vision place they were closed I tried to call uh the uh mental health place they weren't they were closed or weren't answering um so I didn't leave a message at either one I was like well I'll just call back this morning and so I got dressed this morning expecting, you know, okay, I'm going to have to go into this doctor's office again today and like get this done again. And I called the main line that they said the call. Um, and there's, I guess there's no record of my appointment in the system. So I don't know if, I don't know what the heck happened. Like I was like, yeah, I went in yesterday at 10 and I established care and they're like, yeah, you can go to this place and get your labs. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Cause they told me to come back and like, that's not the right place. They didn't say go to the labs they told me to schedule reschedule with them and they tried to transfer my call to like that site and then the phone disconnected I was like Jesus so I go back and like listen to the message again and it turns out that they said you know to to reschedule so I'm like well if I need to reschedule that's not the same thing as coming back in today um so I'm just gonna have to reschedule and I'm a little annoyed because I'm like I'm trying to get these steps forward and like get this stuff resolved because you know like I mean I get it like I've worked in the healthcare environment for a while now and so I know that you know you can never expect things to be perfect and to be going like a hundred percent all the time like yesterday I was a little shocked that you know I was that things were smooth as smooth as they seemed I was like wow they're smooth this is smooth these people are nice um it was like a good enough experience but now that I'm like great now I have to go back you know it's like why you know like what happened you know like they didn't really give me a lot of detail so I'm like well now I gotta reschedule and go back there when I was trying to like get that just out of the way because like 
I was trying to ask them, like, you know, like, if they can recommend some kind of supplements or a nutritionist or a dietitian or something. But until they get the initial results, they can't really do anything else. And so I don't think I'm going to have luck with that. Um, and I'm just going to have to try to laugh it off. Like, I don't really know what else to do. You know, it's like I, I don't want to, you know, get, like, overly... Like, I don't want to get overwhelmed, but it's, like, it's not easy to schedule doctor's appointments. Like, um, you know, it's pretty difficult to schedule an appointment. Um, and so, you know, and then, you know, I'm not even driving my own car. I'm driving, you know, my, the car that my parents drive. Because my dad's like, well, just drive that one because, you know, nobody else is driving it. Like, they go to church on Saturdays and other than church... Well, I don't know if they both go. I know my dad goes. Um, I don't know. if my. I hope my mom goes. Like, last weekend, I, I couldn't tell if they both went to church or if it was just my dad. So I hope they both go to church. Because if they both start going to church, uh, then at least that would mean I would have at least Saturday mornings to myself. It's like, I really feel like I don't have, like, any time to myself because they never leave the freaking house. So it's like... You know, and I can't have guests over. I can't have my friends over. It's like, I do have friends in the area that live, like, within 10, 15 minutes of me, you know. And I can't really have them over. And then it's like, whenever I leave, you know, my folks want to know, like, oh, where'd you go? What you been up to this week? What you been doing? And I get it, because their parents, that's what they do. Like, I'm not, they're not doing anything they're not supposed to be doing. But also, it's like, it's not easy for me, because I don't like, checking in with them about every single thing that I do and I don't like people overly involved in my life or asking me questions about things that I don't really want them asking me about like it wasn't like it was a few weeks back that you know I think I was just playing music on my um on my you know bluetooth speaker like usually I listen to stuff on my headphones or like quietly on my phone or laptop and I was listening on my Bluetooth speaker and, you know, my mom kind of was like, oh, like, were you talking to your friends? Were you guys having a game night last night? And I'm just kind of like, I didn't even answer because to me, I'm like, that's a little bit nosy. It's like, can't I just, you know, um, can't I just go do what it is that I need to be doing um, by myself and not have anybody like curious about what I'm up to? It's like. You know, like, I don't really like that. Like, it doesn't appeal to me. I just like my space. And it's like, I don't feel like I have enough space. Even though, you know, nobody's, like, coming in my room or, like, whatever. But it's kind of like, you know, just stuff like that where it's like, it's just, I don't know. It's It frustrates me. Like, I'm I'm a little bit, like, like I, I, could, I could tell I was going to get to this point. Um... But, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not that open with people who aren't open with me. Like, I'm very kind of, like, particular. Um, and especially, you know, it's like, you know, I've got a history with my folks. It's not like this is coming out of nowhere. Like, I wouldn't say that I fully trust them being involved in my life fully. And that's, that's how I like things to be. I don't feel like I want to be sharing, like, everything with them. Um... But while I'm out today, I think I am going to go to the gym before I get home. And then once I get home, I'll probably cook some lunch or something, make some eggs or something heavy. Um, 
and I have a perfect bar with me, so I'll probably eat that, um, like around 11.30 or so, uh, but once I get home, you know, I'm gonna work on my professional profile and work on my store, um, and get that kind of stuff done, but I don't really know, like, I really just don't know, like, I'm kind of, like, not too sure, like, what, um, what I want to do exactly with some stuff, like, you know, I'm, like, yeah, it, I'm finding it a little bit frustrating, um, to be, like, uh, you know, just, it's just a little frustrating, and, because things aren't working exactly the way I want them to, I mean, nothing ever does, I mean, my life just doesn't go the way that I want it to all the time, but, you know, it was a little different when I was in San Diego, because even though I did have all kinds of, like, nonsense going on all the time, I'm not going to say it was good, great, or it wasn't great or perfect, but it's like, you know, I had an escape, I could go places, I can go see people I wanted to see, and, like, go out and do stuff I wanted to do, like, I feel like, you know, in this house, you know, I can't really live exactly the way I want to live, like, even something as simple as, like, smoking weed is, like, something that I am, like, being a little cautious about, and it's, like, you know, if I order something, like, I have a friend that, you know, gives me these, like, coupon codes for, uh, when he gets these discounts from this company called Five, um, so Five basically gives you, um, um, they basically give you, I don't know how he gets it, but you can get these full spectrum CBD gummies. So it's basically primarily CBD that has a little bit of THC in it, um, of gummies. And I was like, cool, you know, cause usually to get high, high CBD gummies, I feel like CBD products cost more than THC products. And usually when I get THC products, a lot of the ones that are like the most affordable don't have any CBD in them or very, 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 very little. Um, and so, you know, this one you have to pay shipping only. So it's like I'm paying less than $10 to get these gummies. And so I was like, this is what I want, you know. So I ordered some of those yesterday um, online and it says, I guess, four to seven days. I don't know if that's for processing or for to get to me. But it's even stuff like that where I'm like, I mean, I've ordered it before and I know that it doesn't come with like all the details on it. But even ordering something like that where you're like, oh, like, is it going to ship and say like all this different stuff on it? Like, like weed gummies or something like on the packaging, like stuff like that. It's like, you know, I like my space. I like my privacy and it's kind of hard to like live with people. Like, I feel like they're not that nosy. But to me, it's still too much because um, I'm, like, incredibly to myself about things. And especially when I'm, like, somebody has a religion. Like, I really have, like, a pretty heavy distrust of people who are, like, heavily into, like, religion. And for me, that's kind of, like, the biggest turnoff for me about my, my folks. It's not so much most of what they do. It's just the religious stuff. It's, like... It's hard for me to trust that people don't have all these, like, prejudices when they're religious. Like, I I think I do have a prejudice against some types of religious people. And I'm not, I mean, like, my folks have, my folks know that I have, like, LGBT friends. They're 
always kind to my friends. Like, they're never like, oh, like, that gay friend of yours, like, why'd they come over and all this kind of stuff. Like, they're never, like, offensive about it. They're never, like, well, they say weird things, but it's like, you know, I can tell they're just, they're in another world, you know? They, they focus on their religion. They don't focus on you know, all this other stuff, and they're so, like, in a way, like, disconnected from a lot of the things I'm connected to, and so, for me, it's like, I don't think they really even understand, I, I don't know, my dad's very easy to debate on stuff, and so, if there's something he doesn't understand, he gets, like, ultra, kind of, like, emotionally invested in all kinds of things that, like, he doesn't really know what he's talking about sometimes, but it's, like, you know, if there's something he thinks that somebody's doing something wrong, or, um, doing something the way that he doesn't approve of, he's very willing to kind of express his opinions and how he thinks everybody, basically the idea I get from him is that he thinks everybody needs to be living and doing things the way that he thinks, you know, it should be. He doesn't really seem to believe that other people can have their own ways of living life and it's just fine and it's right for them and it works for them. Like just cause his way works for him doesn't mean that his way is going to work for everybody and I don't think he really understands that and my mom is like ultra passive and so she she just kind of like you know goes along with it like if there's some kind of argument sparking like you know she's not going to back you up like she tries to be on everybody's side so it's like stuff like that where it's like you know I kind of know where they stand on a lot of things and we just don't stand in the same space on a lot of stuff and so it is hard to kind of, like, try to, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, like, form a life where I'm, like, involved with them, like, I pretty actively avoid them, um, most of the time, just because it's, like, I don't want, um, to hear a lot of different types of opinions about things, like, I'm, I've been living my life the way I'm living my life for so long now, like, I don't think I really need them to kind of tell me what to do on things, like, I don't really want to hear it, um, and even if it is, even if it is, like, um, like, even if they were allies, which I wouldn't say that they're, they are, but I wouldn't say that they aren't, um, they're kind of, like, a little neutral-ish, I would say, uh, like, they're not supportive, but they're not condemning, necessarily, um, but, I just know in general, even if it's not just that stuff, like, they're very, like, they're just very religious people. Like, you know, my mom sends out, like, a Bible verse every day, and they go to church pretty much without fail every week, and that's the only time they socialize is going to church, and, you know, um, they don't tend to have a social life outside of church community. Like, my dad does because he works, but my mom doesn't seem to, like, outside of family and outside of church, she doesn't seem to go out and meet people or make herself, like, a social environment, and so she very heavily relies on, like, family to kind of fulfill her social needs, and I am not into that. Like, I'm kind of like, you need to go out and find friends and go do your own thing and not, you know, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of a burden, you know. For me, it's a burden. I'm like, I don't want somebody burdening me with their social needs it's like I've got my own things I'm trying to do I'm focused on me I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to heal the world anymore like I'm done with that you know I did that already and I'm done like I'm I'm not trying to do that anymore 
I'm very particular with my energy. Somebody said it best when I was watching uh, a show yesterday. They were like talking about how they how they try to safeguard their energy, and I was like, that's exactly what it is. It's like, you know, um, it's really hard to not safeguard your energy. It's really hard to not uh, like to let other people just kind of come through and like be a burden. Like I'm very good at letting people burden me. Um that is something that, you know, is definitely um a weakness of mine in a way. Like I have a high tolerance for it, so in a way it can be a strength because that's how I was able to get through working in psych in the psych field for so long is like you know, allowing people to burden me with their problems all day. That's basically all the job is, is people just like talking to you about their problems all day. So I was like, I took on that, you know, that role. And in a way it worked for me, like maybe not fully, like I I wasn't like, you know, doing like perfectly well, but I mean, uh, in a way it worked for me, you know? So, um, yeah, like I... I just kind of was okay with that. Um, Well, I'm kind of okay with kind of how the decisions are. But, you know, I'm kind of not trying to, like, open up any kind of lifestyle that involves, you know, even attempting to, you know, meld the lives of myself and my parents into, like, a more, like, cohesive understanding of like each other's lives and all that I'm like I feel like if that was going to be done we needed to do that decades ago like at this point I'm kind of like not really at a point where I even want to risk if I can even trust them on some things like I'm kind of just like I don't really I'd rather just leave and go live my life separately and come visit when I visit and keep my distance I mean, they're pretty distant people. I can't say that I know a thing about their past hardly at all. And so it leads me to be kind of like a little bit untrusting of of them because it's like, how do I, how do I know um, what their intentions are or how they are as people? Like, they're not very authentic with me. Um, you know, when my mom is talking to me, it's usually just about, like, random things, about, like, her hobbies and errands and things. Uh, I mean, my dad's been staying at the house for I don't know how long, and he just barely mentioned the other day, like, two days ago, that he hasn't been working all this time. And it's, like, to me, it's, like, stuff like that where I'm, like, okay, like, I knew something was up because you're never here, but it's, like, I knew something was up, but it's, like, stuff like that that's, like, oh, that's what's going on. You know what I mean? It's, like, they fill in, like, after the fact and all this kind of stuff, and I'm just, like, I don't want to be a part of it, you know? It's, like, there's not really open communication. Um, They're very, like, standoffish with their communication style, and that doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. Um, But I'm also not willing to kind of put my own emotions and self on the line to try to, like, practice better social interactions and skills and things like I'm kind of just like I don't care like if that's how you guys are like I'm not trying to help you kind of like you know improve at it like if you want to do that you're gonna have to do that using someone else you can go get a therapist or whatever and go work it out you know I don't want people 
burdening me more with their whatever situation they've got going on that leads them to have been acting this way for so long, you know, um, like, I feel like I found relationships that I, you know, have trusting, uh, communication and relationships with certain people in my life now. And, you know, I'm not trying to have that with other people, you know, like with, with other people who, um, I don't want to have it with, you know, it's like, I'm not saying I'm not giving them a chance, but it's like, um, I feel like I'm giving them a chance enough just cause I'm living in the same house. It's like, well, you can observe how I live and what I do. You know what I'm doing. Like, it's not like they don't know. I don't feel like they need to know more is what I'm trying to say. It's like, they don't need to know every detail about my life. Um, you know, I'll tell you when I feel like it, if I go to the gym, I'll tell you when I feel like it, if I was at the beach, I'll tell you when I feel like it, if I was like what I was doing, you know, um, what I'm working on sometimes and stuff like that, or if I'm going to go visit a friend or go out of town or whatever. But to me, it's, you know, it can be a little bit feeling intrusive a little bit when people start asking more, not every person, but just them specifically. Like I kind of like my distance. Um, that's just how I prefer things to be. Um, I'm, I don't think I'm going to, I'm going to budge on that really. Um, it does, pose a lot of challenges but also it's like you know um like I'm not um at a point where I really want to be like depending on people and then having them involved in my life like to me that feels like not a good idea it just opens it just opens the door for abusive situations um and I kind of know certain people in my life well enough to know better well enough to know that it's not a good plan to, you know, be completely open and genuine and authentic and live with people who are ultra religious and try and expect that, you know, we're going to kind of fully get along in the way that helps me on my health journey. Um, you know, I think it's just going to be more and more conflict or you know, them trying to challenge me on stuff, and it's like, well, if I can't leave or move or go anywhere, like, I'm gonna have to sit and put up with it, you know, just kind of what it was like in the other house, all these other crazy people I was living with, and, you know, just having people be, like, you know, in my, you know, just not able to, like, hold boundaries because of their situations, you know, that lady couldn't stop screaming and yelling and knocking on my door and all kinds of nonsense. She couldn't help herself to stop doing it. And then the other guy was a pushover and he couldn't help himself to allow her to keep doing it because he didn't want to kick her out. The other lady couldn't help herself to stop screaming at the other people to for them to shut up or for him to do something about it and to stop arguing and all this kind of, like they just none of them could help themselves and I'm just like you know, I'm, I'm not really trying to live in an environment where people can't, like, control themselves, and that's kind of how, like, this environment's different, but I kind of see some other patterns where it's, like, if I am in a position where I can't just move right away, you know, I have to stay careful on my end, because if things start, if something starts rocking the boat somewhere, it's going to make my living situation very uncomfortable, um, and I'm not, 
trying to let anything get in my way. So I have to really protect a lot of things right now just just because of the religious environment and all this other stuff. Like, I mean, I'm not being, like, forced to, like, practice any religion or anything, but it's, like, you know, like I said, my mom's always sending out, like, a some Bible text and then, you know she's playing like gospel music in the kitchen when she's cooking breakfast and like you know that kind of thing and that's just how they are that's kind of how they live their lives and I'm not saying there's anything wrong like I listen to gospel sometimes like there's nothing wrong that with that kind of stuff but I don't I what I'm trying to say is I don't really trust that they're not gonna like force their lifestyle on me it's like I've kind of checked out from that kind of living um you know, because there's so much prejudice involved in, like, small-style thinking and um, lack of open-mindedness and, you know, just what I mean by that is, like, you know, in religion, a lot of people are taught you that this this religion is the right religion and if you're doing other things, you're wrong, you know, so people already have that mentality that they're doing, that they're better and doing something better than other people. And they look down on, you know, things like yoga or meditation or, you know, you know, other things like, you know, they look down on partying, they look down on cannabis, they look down on alcohol, they look down, like, it's all these things that I'm like, I feel like with some stuff, you have to have your own self-control. It doesn't necessarily mean that, like, you can't do it, but, like, they're willing to let these ideas from a church or a pastor kind of, like, control your thinking and I don't usually trust being around people who let other, you know, other, you know, uh, like people kind of get in their head and tell them what to think um, without thinking it for themselves. Like, it's one thing to be like, OK, like, I want to do this for myself um because I find the benefits of maybe not drinking coffee or not drinking alcohol or not smoking weed or not smoking cigarettes or not doing, you know, drugs and not, you know, doing all these other things, but it's like, or not eating meat and all this kind of stuff. Like they find their own benefits through it, which I understand, you know, it's like, if that's what works for you, then fine. But it's like, for me, I'm a little cautious when it's like, coming from a religion it's not coming from a place of like oh this is what works for my health benefit it's like it works because some guy said to do it and so I only do this and I think everyone else should do this too you know it's kind of like that to me is a little bit like I I don't really gravitate toward that style of thinking anymore um I used to when I was younger but it's not really an age thing it's more of like an experience thing like, I've experienced life without, you know, the judgment and without, you know, a community of people that are, like, all making these choices to try to live this way and then judging everybody who's not doing it or promoting these prejudice ideas of, you know, what types of people aren't good and all this kind of stuff. It's like, you know, there can be good people everywhere. It doesn't matter who you're sleeping with or who you're attracted to or what you're doing like you know and I you know when it comes to people who are really religious a lot of times they have those themes coming at them and even if they might be completely accepting of other 
types of people just because they're around and choose to be around so many people that are just so uh, negative and prejudiced against a lot of other types of people. It's hard for me to really be trusting of people that are like, that are like prejudiced or around or like accepting, fully accepting of having prejudiced people around in their life, you know, like inviting them over to their house and all this kind of stuff. It's kind of like, like, like I know plenty of prejudiced people. I have friends that are racist against black people and I'm a black person and I have friends that are racist. Like, I mean, they're not like so racist to the point where it's like, I can't be around them, but I know they're racist, you know? Um, I know they're racist and I know they're racist because of the things they've said to me, you know, like, I'm just like, wow, like, but you know, also they're friendly towards me. They're nice towards me. They just tend to say a bunch of ideas that they've heard politicians say and all the stuff about like, oh, black people are all on welfare and people shouldn't be abusing the system. And like people, you know, all this kind of like they need to get educated and all these kinds of things. And I'm just thinking like this specific person who's saying all these things is not educated either and has a lot of financial problems, and, you know, it's just kind of like, okay, like, I hear what you're trying to say, but it's like, you kind of fit in the category of things, too, and you're not a black person, and I don't necessarily fit in that category, um, and I am a black person, so it's kind of like, what are you saying, you know what I mean, um, like, they don't believe in systemic oppression, basically, they just think, that black people are kind of like lesser and that's why there's all this all these things going on uh that's kind of their belief is that well black people bring this on themselves because they're black and that's what they're doing you know and I'm just kind of like no that's not really what it is and they're not really able to kind of see outside of that but um I don't know man like it's it's kind of a lot to try to unpack but um you know me and this person kind of we vibe on other things uh we talk about other stuff we do have actually decent open communication about a lot of things we just you know politically we don't think the same at all but this person is very very much into politics and just listening to what politicians say and absorbing it and they've developed their thinking like that but honestly other than that stuff they're never like I don't think they're like mean to me they're a little bit inappropriate sometimes but they're not mean to me they're not um like I know they have my back you know what I mean like um they're maybe not like the smartest person I know but they're loyal you know what I mean like if I like even like things like um like when when uh my grandma passed away not I don't know it was like before COVID but when my grandma passed away that uh winter before COVID it was like right before it was like I I wasn't like my family initially was like are we gonna go to Thanksgiving in Missouri for your grandma you know and I was like you know maybe Christmas but Thanksgiving like I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't afford that, you know, like, because they were telling me this, like, right before, like, this conversation was starting to happen, like, right before, um, 
um, like her health was completely declining, but the conversation started happening like before that. And I was like, I don't think I can pay. Like, you know, like we all know when you're buying tickets for flights and things near Thanksgiving, you do that early. You don't wait to like 10 days before to buy your tickets, you know? Um, cause they're going to be like outrageously pricey, you know, like something you could have gotten for 300 could be well over a thousand dollars, you know? So I, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to afford that. That's probably the most, most expensive time to actually travel. And so, you know, eventually it was like, after saying no, then they, then, you know, she passed and then her funeral was scheduled for the day before Thanksgiving. And so I was like, well, now we kind of have to travel. And I kind of was telling my friend about how stressful that is and stuff. And the friend was like, oh, well, if you need me to like split part of the flight, but like, I didn't even ask. I was just like, I don't want to pay for this. And like, you know, I was like, this is a lot of money that I was not expecting to spend. And they were kind of like, I'll, I'll pay for your flight. You need to go, you know? And I was kind of like, you're right. And I was like, thank you know, things like that where I'm like, yeah, they can say some, some bullshit, but at the same time, it's like, most friends aren't going to say that, you know, most friends aren't just going to be like, oh yeah, like, like I'll, I'll buy your plane ticket and stuff and just, you know, pay me back when you can. Like most friends aren't even going to offer. I didn't ask, but most friends aren't really going to offer. Um, and this person offered and I was like, and I know that they're broke. Like, it's not like they've got like money like that to be like waiting for someone to be paying them back and stuff. And I didn't, I didn't accept the offer, but I mean like stuff like that where I'm like, that's a form of loyalty. It's like, you know, they're gonna, you know, try to help me to do something that they know that I need to do. Um, which is true. It's like, I didn't need to go. I didn't need to go be there and stuff, but like, yeah, so it's kind of like, when there's stuff like that, where it's like, yeah, somebody can have some, like, racist and prejudiced ideas, but it's like, they're trying to understand, too, and they try to be friendly, and they try to make friends, and they're not jerks, you know, completely, it's just, we just see things differently, and we live a different life, and it's kind of funny, you know, as much as this person says a bunch of prejudiced things, they know so many people that are minorities that it's like, there's no way that they really think this. Like, all of their best friends are immigrants, like, you know, like, and all this kind of stuff. So, like, there's so much other stuff that I'm just kind of like, yeah, you can say one thing, but, you know, the way you are as far as, like, loyalty and friendship and all this other stuff, it's like, I can kind of look past all the, like, racist bullshit kind of stuff and, like, um, and you know, they're not like ultra into like religion and like all, like they're just really trying to like make friends and like have friendly relationships, but they just sometimes just don't know like what to say. And like socially, they're not like fully like, you know, capable of like maintaining relationships sometimes and stuff. Uh, probably because of how they talk about race and stuff. That's probably a big thing that turns people off. Like most people aren't gonna try to look past that, but I don't think they think badly of me or anything like and we've just kind of agreed that we're just not talking about that anymore I'm like we're just not going to talk about this because if we do we're both going to end up saying things that are going to make it so that we can't repair what we said and so we kind of just don't talk about that but we can talk about all kinds of other stuff now to a point where it's like we're actually pretty close and I wouldn't call it a toxic relationship and so it's kind of like 
you know, I have people in my life at that extreme where it's like, we still have like a complicated relationship, but it's different than like other complicated relationships where it's like, this is a toxic environment or like, I'm not even saying with my folks, it's toxic. I don't feel like it's toxic. It has been at some point, but I don't think it currently is like currently it's just not currently. It's just not my preference. If that makes sense. Like, um, I wasn't expecting to be back living with them. I wasn't wanting to live with them. I was enjoying my life as it was for the most part, even with the BS I was putting up with, I kind of preferred to deal with that. Um, just so I could live my life outside of that crazy house, like the way that I wanted to. Um, but once the stuff in the house started affecting me so much that it was like, dude, like it's not worth staying here. I got to make some moves to get myself up out of here. So, um, towards the most difficult part of the process now of trying to apply, cause it sounds like these, uh, these, um, interviews are pretty strenuous. Um, so I'm kind of freaking out about it. Honestly, like the, the interviews seem to be like two or three interviews. This isn't a field that I went to, like, it's different working in sight. Cause like you slowly get to know the field, like you're introduced to different topics, class by class, term by term for years versus like doing something in less than a year. You know what I mean? It's like, I started this process in September of 2022, and I wasn't even doing it, like, consecutive, like, daily, monthly, weekly, like, um, every single day. Like, I took breaks in between, like, a month off here, like, a couple weeks off here, you know, so I haven't even consecutively been, like, working on this stuff. Um, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping to be employed in, in, but before September, I'm hoping to move back to San Diego by September. So I'm hoping to, uh, by June to have kept the job for 90 days past that probationary period. Uh, if I'm interning past the internship period and into the period of, um, being able to kind of, uh, uh, get the benefits and, you know, working full time and having commission and all this kind of stuff. Like, uh, and so, yeah, I want to do this, but it's stressful, you know, like I don't feel too confident. Um, and it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, a cycle of things. It's like, I don't feel too confident and so it's leading me to feel pretty stressed. And then that is leading me to make different kind of decisions and kind of making my energy do certain um, unhelpful things. And then because my energy is doing all these things, it's making me less confident. Because I'm like, even when I took that exam, I was like, I was expecting to not do well. I was expecting that my score would be low specifically because of how I felt. Because I knew I was foggy, because I knew I, you know, was not my sharpest self. I knew, like, this wasn't, this wasn't the best impression of myself, you know? Like, you know, that wasn't, I I put my best foot forward. I tried my hardest, but I was like, I could tell. I was, like, fumbling, you know? And I was like, wow, like, I was having a complete off day. And if I could pass that test 
in it, having an off day as badly off as I was, like literally missing multiple questions because I just was, you know, flustered and like, you know, um, just hadn't checked the right thing, like read it wrong or just kind of like, you know, just clicked the wrong button or, you know, was getting a little like fatigued in the exam too. And so like, you know, it was really hard for me to kind of like get through the exam at a certain point when I wasn't like done. And I was just like, man, I'm getting fatigued, but I need to keep my energy. And like, because they were screen recording and recording me with my audio responses, uh, because it was all being recorded. Um, you know, they're screen recording. I had my audio on as well as my, uh, camera on. So like, it's not like I could like take a breather or do some like meditation like it's like you don't want to like look like some weird fool like doing some kind of strange thing you know like and I wasn't allowed to like get up and leave or go take a break nothing like that like it was all filmed so I'm like you know that was a lot of pressure I was like this is a lot of pressure to be under um you know feeling like I was under a microscope while I'm like not really having a a very on day, you know, I was having a complete off day on camera, you know what I mean? Um, and I was like, damn, like, (laughs) like this isn't ideal, but I had to push myself to take that exam and to do that. And I do have to give myself credit that, you know, I did do it. I pushed myself when I wasn't ready and I passed like, so I know at least even if I'm having an off day, I can still do well enough that somebody's going to be like, okay, you're not in the level of failure right now. You're still doing well enough that you're doing like above average. And so it's like my above, I'm I'm still above average on a completely off day with my nerves super high and hadn't slept very good in a couple days. Couldn't eat very well the day of the exam before I took the test. I wasn't probably fully hydrated. I wasn't probably fully focused, like none of that, you know, and I still did okay. So it's like, that gives me some, you know, it's, it's kind of an idea to work with of like, okay, like something is like, I know enough and I can do good enough. Um, but I also have such high standards for myself that I feel like, you know, and, and it's also hard for me to gauge because I have had times where it's like, you know, I thought I was doing really rock star you know in the past like I thought I was doing like rock star work you know I had a practicum that I had and then I had a a supervisor a supervisor who was a complete jerk everybody else thought she was a complete jerk too but I mean like she was a complete jerk and I even went as far as recently um in the last couple months to go and look her up again and see kind of like what the reviews are with her practice and it's kind of interesting like at the time when I was reading that review I think it was in April I was reading a review from one of her patients and the patient was saying the exact same way that I would have described her. Um, and the same things that like some other students that were on the same level as me, you know, some other things that they had said and just to have kind of worked under somebody like that, you know, it, it did kind of make me kind of doubt my own abilities. Cause she would say things like, Oh, like you just don't like, maybe you just don't have good awareness of like, you know, um, of how you're doing. Cause like she would come at me with all this kind of like, you did this wrong and that wrong and this wrong and that wrong. And I'm like, you know, one day I kind of just mentioned to her, I was like, you know, I feel like I'm 
like you tell me to do these things and I'm doing them and now you're you always come back with some other kind of like explanation and she put that back on me saying like well you just don't have good enough awareness about the quality of your work and I'm just thinking like oh maybe I don't you know maybe I don't and then like when I think of it I'm like no that's bullshit like I do I can tell when I'm having an on or an off day I can tell when I'm doing things accurately like she just you know she gaslights people she's got like a lot of this like narcissistic trait type of thing going on and it's not just me that she had that with it was a bunch of people um including current patients and so it's kind of like wow um but when I read that review I'm like she's still like this she's still like this she's still on occasion acting this way with certain people with patients of hers she was acting this way with us as students she's acting this way with her patients too not all of them she did have mostly good reviews but just seeing that there were other people that said the same thing still I'm like it's not it's not me it's not me thinking that you know I was having this experience with somebody that I was just like why you know, but that kind of stuff kind of sticks in my head when it comes to like professional performance. I'm like, you know, am I good enough to do this stuff? Like, am I worth this pay rate? You know, and when I was filling out my, um, what do you call it? I was filling out my, they call it a professional profile. I was filling that out last night and they said, you know, to put like specifics of like what you did, like, you know, quantifiable things like, percentages and actual detailed numbers of like okay how much revenue did you help the company bring in or whatever and when I started putting down all this information about the specifics of what I did like I met productivity consecutively every month for over five years you know like I had like a caseload of over 60 clients 25 hires weekly clients like all this kind of stuff and the more I was like putting in all these details of the numbers of stuff I was like just looking at it, I was like, how the hell did I do that? You know, like, how the hell did I do all that? You know, and then, you know, it's it like on paper, I'm like looking at it and I'm like, you know, I do have a lot of skills. I did do a lot in the last seven to nine years. I did a lot and I've done a lot of epic work. You know, no one's ever complained other than that supervisor nobody's ever complained about the quality of my work I've always been reliable as a staff and I've always got you know reviews that were good from my clients and people wanting to work with me and clients like saying that I was a good asset to the company and even got pretty much promoted and you know considered as one of the first uh staff for a new company because they knew how I worked and they're like well we want you here because we see how you've been working the last five years um and even when I left they were like are you sure you want to leave because they really wanted me to stay because I'm like well I'm I'm valuable to them that's why and I've been valuable for like nine years to this company and but I'm like it came down to the stress and the pay I'm like well if you're not going to pay me and if it's going to stay this stressful and I can't reach my own goals because of this place then I gotta go and I tried to work with them for a little bit on it and then I realized they couldn't budge after a certain point and I was like I need more I need more from them and they can't give me more and so I'm like well I gotta go for those reasons 
I want to buy a house someday, you know, like I got other stuff I want to do and sticking around there, plus having to leave from that house of those people, like, you know, I can't stay there. And so I can doubt myself a lot. I definitely doubt myself a lot, but seeing this other side of like quantifiable, just like data of like the success that I've had, at least um, the things that I've been able to overcome in my own work ethic and things like that, I'm like, yeah, I can, like, this, I'm fine, you know, like, I don't know why I'm doubting myself on stuff, I don't know why I'm, you know, it's because it's new, it's because I, you know, I've got, like, caution in me from hearing, you know, the the stories of the people that say the parts that are hard, and I've kind of got the hard parts kind of stuck in my mind of like ooh, like that's going to be hard to kind of like prove that I know this skill this skill or that's going to be hard to prove that I know um about this and do it on the spot and like I mean I kind of did it on the spot in the exam and I was having a complete off day but um yeah I don't I don't it's just the whole like on the spot thing like sometimes my brain is really slow sometimes it's really foggy I get really nervous I you know, I get under pressure, like, socially with, with stuff, um, that's new, with new people, you know, sometimes if, if I'm having a social interaction, and it's just not going well, and I feel like somebody's frustrated with me, or, like, trying to get under my skin, or something, like, I don't do well with those types of scenarios, um, with people trying to, like, test me, and trick me, and stuff like that, like, I don't do good with that kind of stuff, and I know some people take the interview processes like that, and they do that, and I understand. That's just kind of how it goes. Um, but I don't know. Like, you know, um, you know, I lose sleep over it. I lose, you know, energy over this process, and that's currently what I'm dealing with, you know, and I don't know if there's anything a doctor can give me that's going to fix that, you know, it's like it's all in my head, like, I haven't even interviewed yet, so I don't even know, like, what to worry about, I'm worrying about the things that other people are telling me to worry about, so that's the kind of stuff I've got to work out on my own, I can't let that get to me, I've got to work that out on my own, um, and, you know, it takes time every day to work it out, but I know that all of that is just really taxing on my energy, it's like, like, in my social life, in my relationships, like, interacting with my parents, with friends, just being isolated, and, like, the way I spend money, the way I kind of, like, don't focus, like, I noticed the other day, like, quite a few days, I've noticed, I'm, like, you know, I don't focus very good, like, I'll be trying to do one thing, and then I'm, like, doing, like, six different things, and then I just run out of energy, and I'm, like, dude, I didn't really fully finish what I was trying to do, um, and even on my to-do list, I'll write stuff down, and it's, like, you know, I get it kind of, like, uh, kind of, like, looking, like, my day looking the way I want it to look, and then it's, like, like, wow, you know, <laughs> like, I can't believe, um, that that's kind of where I went with things, um, because I kind of track what I was going to do and then what I actually did do and things like that. Like that's, you know, I usually talk about that to-do list, you know, every day I kind of put something on, not every day, but I try to keep track of, of things on the to-do list like that. So, um, 
yeah, um, I've definitely got a lot going on, but it's not really in a bad way. It's in a good way. It's just hard for me to be happy and excited about it because I'm, I'm taking a position of being more like fearful and anxious about it than being like excited. And so, um, I could look at, you know, Hey, I've had all these other things. Like I would be a good asset to any company, you know, um, I work hard, you know, I push my limits. I've learned a lot about my limits too. So that's definitely a good thing that I kind of know how to balance things. I know what balance should look like. It's just a matter of doing it. Do I actually do it? I don't always do it to be honest. Um, but I know how, um, but I don't always do it. So yeah, I, um, yeah, like that's a lengthy explanation, but that's kind of what I've been dealing with. Honestly, like it's a lot, um, I'm trying hard. Like there's not much more I can do than, than to kind of, uh, keep keep uh trying my best keep trying hard keep uh pushing on um i'm gonna eat this perfect bar and then shoot over to the gym real quick and so that i can get back to the house and have some lunch and then work on my well have some lunch and then get in my siesta time and then work um on this other stuff i need to work on um but yeah, I think I need to spend more time more often giving myself a pep talk and just kind of looking at the reality of things because, like, I don't know how many people have told me in my life, you know, about how good I am at work. Um, in my head, it's hard for me to believe it, you know, because I've definitely taken on these negative messages from certain family members where it's like, you know, like, they never say congratulations or anything, they're very, like, standoffish, like, um, but that's their own, that's their own thing, you know, it's like, some people aren't comfortable, they think it's vulnerable to, like, or, or, you know, whatever, to, like, say nice things to people, you know, it's like, some people can't do that, so it's like, I've got family members that are like that, that not all of them, most of them are great, but, you know, most of them can communicate very well, but I've got family members that like, will never, you will never hear them compliment anybody. You know, they, they will be very, very quick to tell you all the things that are wrong, but they will never, ever give you a compliment or say good job or say, you know, you're really skilled at this or you did really good at that. They'll just be like, no, like you're fucking this up. You're doing this wrong. This is bad. And, you know, those are the types of things that stick in my mind is like, oh, well, even if I scored a hundred percent on something, you know, I think I still wouldn't even, I, I didn't score a hundred percent, but even if I did score a hundred percent on something, I could still potentially see myself saying, well, I wasn't confident, even though I scored a hundred percent, I wasn't confident. So it's not good enough. You know, I kind of take on those ideas from other people. But when I look at things like the clients I've worked with and the bosses I've worked under and, you know, the impact I've, um, I've, had and the things that people tell me positively about myself um the other people who don't you know think about um that and aren't so like um 
weird about complimenting others and all this kind of stuff. Like, um, the other people aren't, you know, I think, you know, I need to look at things a little bit more differently and actually see the bigger picture. Like I'm kind of zoned in, narrowed in on like the negative for sure. Like I'm zoned in on like what's not going right, what's not going well. Like, I've kind of learned to think about my life that way of, like, this isn't going right. This isn't going right. That's not going right. Like, I woke up this morning and I wasn't feeling good. And I wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to lay in bed and do nothing because I don't feel good. I was like, I'm still going to push. I'm still going to do what I need to do. But there's a lot of stuff that I opted out of, such as, like, you know, communicating with my mom or, um, you know, trying to, like, build anything, I was like, no, I'm just gonna focus on my own things today, like, I'm not trying to, like, I don't have energy to, like, focus on all this other stuff, you know, it's like, I'm doing one thing, I'm trying to, like, get a job, and it's, you know, um, I've put myself in a position on purpose, um, like I mentioned, there's a certain amount of money that I was gonna spend and stuff, and I put myself in a position on purpose where I was, like, Okay, now, you know, I told myself, I'm not going to fix this car. If I do, it's not going to be till I get another job. I'm not going to go to any more concerts. I'm not going to take any more trips. You know, I'm really limiting all the things that I enjoy um, until I get a job. And so I'm kind of push, pushing myself to a point where it's like, I have like almost no more money that I can spend. Like not none, but almost no more. Not none, but almost no more. And nothing that's easy to access. Like, if I needed a lot of money today, I couldn't get it today. I'd have to wait a while to actually get to it because of the transferring processes and all these other things. And so I need to be getting work um, soon. (laughs) Um, That's kind of the reality of it. I need to get work soon. Um, And I can't really get it soon. Um, if I don't apply. And so I've put myself in a position where I have to apply to these jobs. You know, I put myself in a position where I have to put out applications and I have to start interviewing. Otherwise, I'm going to run out of the money that is immediately available to me and I'm not going to be even able to, like, eat the food or I want or do the stuff I want to do. Um, I've got to get it done. It's, like, an absolute must. Um because if I keep letting myself just have that wiggle room and being like, oh, like, uh, I'll do this differently or that differently. Um, if I keep giving the wiggle room, um, then it's going to be, um, more of a challenge, you know, if I keep giving wiggle room. So I'm not giving myself wiggle room. Um, so that I can jump on all this stuff, uh, it's, it's a necessity at this point, so that's all I can really do, I mean, I can't really do any more than that, you know, like, um, but yeah, I'm gonna eat this perfect bar, go to the gym, get back and eat lunch, uh, so I can do that kind of in a timely manner, this perfect bar is 340 calories, it's the peanut butter one. It's not the one that has the chocolate. They ran out of those, too. Um, it says 20-plus superfoods, 17 grams of protein, 
Um, I think this is going to be a good, um, a good option for me to eat before the gym, because I didn't eat a whole lot today. I ate those oats, but, uh, I didn't feel full, uh, but also I just, I, you know, I was kind of moody, but yeah, talking myself through, this is, I record these because, you know, I have to get past the part of my day where I'm just looking at the, um, you know, 8 o'clock I did this, and then 9 o'clock I did this, and 9.15 I did that. You know, once I get past the point of, like, walking past, um, uh, once I get past the point of, like, looking past all those little, like, timestamps, you know, it's like I can actually get to more roots of what's going on. Uh, the social stuff, I don't, that's not immediate. I don't, I feel like a lot of that stuff I'm going to ease up on once, once the job starts working out, like, I am very, um, driven as far as, like, career goals and things like that, educational goals and things like that. I've definitely been shot down multiple times while flying, you know, while soaring high and shot out of the air, you know, um, from things in the past, but that's part of the experience, you know, I've learned from it. Most of the time, it's honestly been because I wasn't managing my health and my physical and mental health in a way that I could perform. And that's what happened in school, you know? It was like, I can't perform, you know? I'm not processing what's going on in my life. I'm just trying to plow through and wake up and just go. And I had other stuff going on where I wasn't really managing it. And you can only do that for so long, but I feel like I you know, pushed a year or so trying, trying to just live off of McDonald's, not exercise, drinking beer to go to sleep at night, like that kind of stuff. It's like, you can't do that every day. You know, it's not going to work, you know, and it wasn't a temporary solution. That was the solution that I chose. You know, um, I didn't know about melatonin. I didn't know about, you know, anything. I didn't even, it was funny. I was not funny, but (laughs) I guess it's funny now, but like I was working in psych and never thought, hey, maybe I should go see a psychiatrist. Maybe I should go talk to a therapist. Maybe I should talk to somebody. Like, I just kept it in and tried to plow through. And, you know, people would even ask me, you know, I'd have people saying things to me like, oh, like, you you look like you're kind of in a bad mood today. Or, like, I'd have friends asking me, like, hey, are you okay? And, like, you know, I would just be like, yeah, I'm fine, you know. (laughs) You know, I could tell I was feeling grumpy. I would feel, like, in a bad mood a lot. Kind of like I did this morning. I just wasn't feeling on point the, like, good way that I like to feel. I wasn't feeling pleasant. Um, And I would just wake up and try to go through a day like that, acting like it wasn't going to affect me. And it affected my memory. It affected my energy. It affected my concentration. Um, I definitely was having trouble with focus and concentration. Um, And when you're working in such a fast-paced environment with such intensity with clients and then you have a boss that's kind of like you know not somebody you trust and like you have the supervisor breathing down your neck and then these clients screaming at you and all kinds of stuff like that you know um and you have all these kinds of things going on you know you got to manage it you know you got to manage it I, I didn't manage it I just tried to go to sleep as best as I could sleep and wake up and try to do it again and hope that the next day would feel better and you know but I think people could see the effort that I put in and, you know, even though the school part didn't work out, um, the job part worked out and I was able to prove myself, you know, 
if I count the practicums, nine years worth of proving myself that I can do some of the most difficult work out there emotionally and mentally, you know, like it's not easy. I know it's not easy. And then I'm over here like, oh, I paid for this program to do the certificate and I don't want to do the interview. You know, it's like, I mean, when I look at the big scope of things, I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> like you're worried about that, you know, like I have every right to worry about whatever I want to worry about, but it's like, at the same time, it's like when I put it into perspective, it doesn't really make sense. Um, I'm far more capable than I'm giving myself credit for. I'm incredibly intelligent. Um, I mean, just the fact that I am naturally inclined to so much nerdy, geeky types of activities, and I like being challenged on an intellectual level. I enjoy working hard. I like having, you know, um, you know, reaching the next steps, you know, like, and this is just part of a step that I'm going to have to go through. Um, I'm eventually going to get a job, even if it is going back and taking back one of my other two previous jobs, I'm eventually going to get a job. Um, there's no way I'm not going to get a job. So, um, I've got to keep all this stuff in mind and, you know, instead I've not been focusing this way. I've been focusing on all the stuff I don't want to do and all the stuff that's not going right. And of course it's going to drain my energy. Anybody's energy is going to feel shitty if they're just thinking about all the bullshit that they've got to deal with every day. Um, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I've got access to an additional car. I'm not broke. Um, I've got money. I've got my health enough, you know. Um, but a lot of this, I think, is like mental and emotional, just like dragging my health, you know, uh, and my stress and all that stuff. Like, it's not necessarily, I mean, it might be some other issue. I don't know, but I feel like there's a lot of, uh, control that I have on my end that I'm just not focused on and I'm, you know, looking for other solutions and trying to back out of stuff is difficult and, you know, focusing on all the times I've gotten like knocked down by things or focusing on all the people who've kind of betrayed my trust and all the other kind of nonsense I've had to deal with, um, just to get to this point, um, you know, at the end of the day, all that is the past, you know, and I know, you like, my ego's working really fucking hard to try to protect me from all this stuff, but it's like, you know, I kind of need it to take a back seat, you know, and just because I, I, I got this, you know, like, I don't, I don't think, um, I don't think my outlook has been the best lately, um, now that I'm thinking about it more, I'm like, yeah, like, I'm draining my own energy, that's why I have no energy, you know, I'm choosing to focus on things that aren't immediate problems, these are things that happened in the past that I've learned from, that I've gotten better with, um, and so, you know, I think it really did help, though, to write down that quantifiable, like, I felt a lot better when I wrote that down last night, I was like, wow, like, 
I did a lot of stuff, you know, uh, I did a lot of really hard, difficult stuff, you know, I, you know, um, I took a lot of risks, I took fucking risks, man, um, I mean, you know, my past academic history, you know, I, I'm, I'm a very self-taught person, like, I've talked about this before, you know, I don't really work at the speed that a lot of, you know, other people do, you know, even when I was a kid in classes, I would be practically almost failing a lot of my classes and not doing very well at all. And having list after list of all this like work that I was behind on that I partially completed because I couldn't focus during class and I was having trouble like finishing my work as fast as the other students. So I just didn't turn in the workbooks every day and like, you know, at the end of every few weeks, you know, my, my, you know, teacher would give me a list of all the stuff I had to, and literally I would just bang it out in like three, four nights or whatever, and just sit up and like my dad would make me stay up and do it. And like, I would sit up, I would get the work done. I wouldn't have any free time. And I would just sit and teach myself what I had to do for the reading class, what I had to do for the spelling class, what I had to do for the math class, like what, you know, I would have to go back through like weeks worth of work that I hadn't fully completed. Like some of it I started, some of it I completed, but I worked slow in the class environment. I was always working slow there. I had trouble focusing there. And then when you just sit me at a table at home by myself, I was able to just bang out all this stuff. And I had to read through all these lessons and learn how to do it. Like, I wasn't focused in class, paying attention to the teacher. I was zoned off somewhere else. I don't know what I was like. I was like that for most of my childhood up until probably like about eighth grade, maybe ninth grade or so. I started getting it together a little more. And started realizing if I reviewed the lessons the night before that I didn't really have to pay attention in class. And then I taught myself how to do the work before the class started. Then I could space out and then go home and get the work done. Um, Or wake up early and get the work done before school and stuff like that. And I did that for years through high school, through college. I basically taught myself how to do almost everything that I learned how to do. Just give me a book and give me the internet and I'm good. I'll figure it out, you know. Um, so I don't know why this process should be any different. Um, I wasn't expecting to do it. I was definitely taught, you know, go to school, you know, get your degree, stay in the same job forever, retire in that work and you'll be fine. I wasn't expecting like, huh, halfway down the road, like almost, almost, almost a quarter of the way down the road into my career, I'm going to switch careers and go do something else and, you know, pursue some other dreams. But I have always wanted to work in tech, you know, that's why I have all these hobbies where I'm just like on the internet and online and like on computers and like, I learned how to fix and rebuild laptops and computers by myself. Like, like I'm so cheap. Like I don't like to pay for stuff. I don't want to pay, you know, to go to a whole, a whole school and pay for a whole program. Like, you know, I did all this stuff, you know, pretty much by myself, you know, I had the opportunities, but like, I'm a complete nerd, like, I like sitting in my room and banging out stuff and finishing it and then going out and partying, like, that's what I like to do, I enjoy that, you know, um, to be just very, like, driven on my own, I like that, like, I like to take on things, like, I know a lot of times people see what I'm doing and they're just like, how are you doing that, like, why, 
you know, like not trying to discourage me necessarily, but they're just like that interests you. Like they'd rather go home and like watch TV and just space out. And I'm like, no, I want to learn how to build this stupid thing. I want to learn how to program this Raspberry Pi. I want to learn how to use Python and like learn a little bit about electronics and breadboards and all like I like that kind of stuff that's what I enjoy you know it's how I like to spend my time it brings me a lot of you know I get joy and pleasure and fulfillment out of you know challenging my mind to do stuff and I don't know how or where or when you know my head decided to get into this other way of thinking about the world of doubting myself so much um because other than being given opportunities, I've basically taught myself how to do things on my own. Um, that's why grad school, in a way, was almost ideal for me. Was because, even though it was too fast-paced for me, it was almost ideal for me because, you know, yeah, the lectures were long and drained all my energy. But you very much so learn on your own, you know. Like, your professors teach you kind of what they're doing in their professional lives but other than that, you know, you're reading these books on your own. You're reading these journals on your own. You're organizing your own papers. You're choosing your own ideas. You're researching stuff out and learning how to do it and executing all these things. At the same time, competing with your colleagues in a little bit, like healthy competition, you know, and like driving yourself to do it. It's a very self-driven process. And I think I'm a very self-driven person. Um and I don't know, I've I've learned how to doubt myself and it's not a good trait. And I've, you know, I've definitely got to get out of it. I've got to get all these other people's fucking voices out of my head that were telling me that I can't do things. Um, or that, you know, I assume have some perspective that I'm not doing things right or that I'm making some weird decision. I know that I'm doing weird things, but when am I not doing weird things? You know, when am I not doing weird things? I've lived a life of just being a weirdo. Like, I don't live like everybody else. I've never lived or learned or thought like most of the people I know. Other than maybe my brother. Like, I feel like we're kind of on the same wavelength where we're just like, yeah, like, I'm just going to learn this thing. Like, he'll be, like, learning Spanish and, like, doing all this other stuff. And it's like, cool, you know, like, we're both very much like that. Like, give me a laptop, give me a backpack, sit me in a room somewhere. I'll work, I'll make money, support myself and go do this other stuff on my free time and just go live my life and you know we're very similar like that and you know just this kind of mentality of just like I love to learn you know I love to learn um but I'm gonna work through it I'm working through it already but I think it's gonna take more of working through the things versus allowing them to get to me like, cause there's going to be challenges at every corner. Even once I get a job, you know, I'm going to be losing sleep over that. And, you know, you know, I'm going to wake up feeling shitty some days and not wanting to go to work. And, you know, I've got to learn how to deal with it, you know, and I haven't been dealing with it lately. Exactly. Like I'm saying, like, I haven't been dealing with it the way that I'm expressing right now. Like I've been just in my head about the negative and, um, I don't know if I've noticed that until now. I don't think it's hit me. I don't think it's hit me until now. So, um, 
I'm glad to be doing this recording this morning. I'm going to go to the gym. I got to eat this stupid thing so I'll have some kind of energy and then get to the gym and then get back to the house and get on with my Friday. But um, I hope this is helpful. Um, I know the beginning was a lot of uh, ranting and confusion and frustration, but I think I think the ending of this episode is kind of more where my head needs to be. Um, uh, you know, I, w- I would say, you know, if people could get themselves to quantify the stuff that they've done too. That helped me a lot yesterday. Um, just to kind of put it on paper, I was like, wow, I should be confident about this because I've been a rock star for years, you know. Um, I mean, when you leave a company and people don't want you to leave because of your personality and because of the benefit you've brought to the company um and when people are trying to like offer you other like is there anything we could do to make you stay and I'm like literally you gotta just pay me enough so that I can reach my financial goals that's literally what it is because I gotta get out of this house with these people I'm living with I have I have to get you know stable on other ends, I've got to think about my retirement eventually, I've got to think about my future, you know, staying in that job wasn't going to benefit my future too much, even though it was comfortable, um, on a lot of ends, uh, but yeah, I really need to get going, but with that, thanks for listening.